How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you to episode 69 of The Way of the Wolf. Our guest on the show today is actually someone that I've really been looking forward to interviewing and having on the show. We've had a few virtual conversations over the past few months. Our paths crossed on LinkedIn last year, and I came across her podcast and started listening to a few of them and absolutely loved it. So, Cami Lehman has her own podcast. She's an entrepreneur, a speaker, and recently started her own school focused on coaching podcasters on how to start their own show and be successful at it. And we're going to dive into this, but some of her guests have launched and already been top rated shows. It's absolutely incredible. So Cami, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, Sean, it is such a joy to be here. The way of the wolf. Oh my gosh. I am so like, I'm inspired by that and love what you're doing. So thank you so much for having me today. All right. Thank you. So one of the things that I like to do is have our guests share a little bit about themselves. So who is Cami Lehman? I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I'm a crazy risk-taking person, I would say. So yes, yes, I'm living life love out loud, having a good time and trying to make a difference and a big impact in this crazy, crazy world. So uh, I'll just give you a little background on my journey. So I was a teenage mom, so that was kind of crazy. And I went right into corporate America uh, because that's what made sense for me. And I did that for about 12 years. And then uh, after that, I had a second child and I said, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I like want to do this mom thing right, right? Have fun, do the things that's the way it's supposed to be. And so I left that corporate job and I transitioned into the entrepreneurship journey of direct sales. That made sense. I actually didn't want to be in direct sales, but I wanted the lifestyle that that entrepreneurship journey could afford me. I wanted to have the freedom of my schedule, right? The time time freedom to to do whatever I wanted to do. And that was really what inspired me. I it's the funniest thing. I didn't like working with women. I had never sold anything in my life and did not wear makeup. And I joined a cosmetic company <laughs> for because I wanted that I wanted the lifestyle that it was promoting. And so I did that. And you know what? I learned it and I did it for 28 years. And it was amazing. So and you know, it's like one of those things that you say, like everything I ever learned, uh, I learned in kindergarten, everything I know, I learned in kindergarten. That's kind of what it is. Everything I know, I learned in direct sales. Uh, you know, being in the field, being a leader. Uh, I spent um, 20, about 27 years in the top 1% of that company. Uh, and it was amazing. And it was such a great journey, but I wanted more. And that's when I went out and started my own coaching company. So I did that four years ago. Uh, I just realized that there were more people in the world that needed what I could offer and they weren't in my organization. And the only way that I could reach them and make a difference in their life and their business was if I went out solo. So I did that and that was so much fun. And then two years later, I started this podcast. Oh my gosh. 
I, I know it's crazy, right? And only the podcasters in the world can understand the smiles on our faces, right? Like it is the most amazing thing to build a platform, to be able to promote other people and be able to shine the light on other people and bring value to the world. And that's what happened. I'm not techie. I know you're techie. I'm not techie. I saw your setup and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to see that in person. I, I'm not techie. I'm least likely to ever succeed in anything techie. Um, but I learned, right? We can learn anything. And I jumped into this school and I learned everything. And I went from 28 days of the first day of not knowing anything and being scared to death to the 28th day having a number 42 ranked podcast in business on um, iTunes. And you know, and I proved to myself that anybody can do anything, right? Like we have to stop telling ourselves those stories. The whole way through, I was like, can I really do this? I don't think I can do this. I don't think this is for me. And then I did it and it was crazy. Uh, and that was it. That was my journey, really. I That changed everything for me. And then uh, I did that you know, for two years, we just had our second anniversary, we're still ranking in five different categories around the world internationally and in the US. And um, it's been the most amazing journey. And I thought, you know what, I need to teach this because you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, Sean, once you figure it out, you have a responsibility, you have to go back and tell the others, it is our responsibility. And that's what I did. I thought, you know what, like, everybody needs to know that they have the power to learn this and to be able to do this as well and be able to feel what that feels like to have that kind of impact in the world. And that was it. <laughs> End of story. Here we are. <laughs> I love it. You know, what's so exciting about it, you touched on a number of topics that I do want to dive into, but that sure. last one that you just touched on related to once you get into something and become an expert in your field or become kind of even above average, we have this responsibility to pull everyone else with us. Not everybody does that, but man, I have respect and admire the people that take the time to coach and mentor and build everyone else. I have found it to be so fulfilling. It just, it fills my cup and I absolutely love it. I feel the same way. It fires me up every day. You just start talking to me and you can tell my meter goes whoop right over the chart. So yeah, so much fun. People don't know that the, the difference they can make, the impact they can make, the legacy they can create uh, by just helping other people. And there's just so many ways to do that through podcasting. It is. And for me, I think I may have shared this with you on, on one of our previous calls, but I've spent the majority of my life as some might consider an extreme introvert. And so starting this podcast, another friend of mine that has his own podcast suggested that I that I get into it. And I was like, oh, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> and and I did it because I wanted to grow. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. And I knew that if I I was going to impact the amount of lives that I know I'm capable of impacting. I was going to have to use some sort of a medium to get there. I was going to have to create a YouTube channel. I was going to have to create this podcast to, to help get my message and my experience out there. It is so fulfilling. I get so excited and I feed off of guests energy. Your energy is just so motivating and exciting. I just love it. I love it. 
<laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, don't worry about the volume. I got you on the volume, right? <laughs> just talk about some of my favorite things and I'll be coming through the screen. I, you know, I want to touch on what you just said about like you being an introvert. And I remember reading what you had written about that and about your journey and that you did this to stretch yourself out of your comfort zone and do challenge yourself, right? To do hard things. And, you know, no, if you didn't tell that story, no one would ever know that because you are such a natural just in in the conversations that you have the questions you ask the curiosity that you show up with you know that is that like you have that and so I think it was just hidden in, you know, in you telling yourself, I'm an introvert. But as soon as the doors open, like you stepped into that. And I think that's a that's what a lot of people, they deal with that. They have no idea what's inside until they become vulnerable enough to open the doors and the windows and let it out. And then you shock yourself, right? Like, have you sometimes looked at some of your work mm -hmm. and thought, who did that? <laughs> what Sean, what Sean Barnes is that? Right? I want to meet that guy. Yep. Uh, and yeah, like it's amazing. It's amazing. And people just don't give themselves enough credit. They could do anything. They don't. And what's interesting about that is the fact that as we're growing up and through our formative years and maybe even in junior high and high school, we just kind of, we find ourselves in this little shell, maybe only have one or two friends. And then the story we start telling ourselves is that, oh, I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm an introvert. Just year over year. And that just becomes ingrained in who we are. And, and it's not until we have this realization that we're meant for more, we're capable of more and impacting people's lives that we're able to come to the table and just shatter that gr that glass ceiling and become what we're actually meant to become. Isn't that the best thing? And you know, you and I both are in leadership, right? And I've got a leadership background. And like, as a leader, that is our job, right? Is to, to help people see their greatness, not to see how great we are, to see to show them how great they are, and how uh, everything that's within them that they don't see. And yep. I just love that. That is yep. just amazing to me. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your path to entrepreneurship. I've got a lot of people that come on the show that are entrepreneurs, and I've, I just realized that we don't often talk about what does that path look like to go from corporate America into entrepreneurship. It's very challenging, but we don't really talk about the how and, and the challenges that come with doing that. Can you share a little bit about your experiences there? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's scary. I'm not even going to joke around. <laughs> it is scary. It's a fright. It's like a scary movie or one of those roller coaster rides where you cover your face until it's tell me when it's over. <laughs> you know, when is this thing going to stop? And, and the answer is never until you quit and you should never quit. Uh, but, you know, uh, for me, it was super cool because I had this corporate job and I really wanted to, to make that transition, but I still needed needed an executive income. So I had to be really careful about how I journeyed into that next place. And so I actually worked both things alongside each other. I worked my corporate job and my side hustle. Mm -hmm. 
uh, until I was able to build my side hustle to the point where I didn't need my job anymore. So, and that meant in many ways, you know, financially in my schedule, you know, my responsibilities in, in my, even in my personal life. And uh, so that was the way that I did it. So for about six months, I gave both jobs my all and it wasn't easy. It was not easy, but it was worth it. You know, and that's the, I think that's the ticket there. Nothing worth having is easy, but if you put forth that effort and you fight through the difficult times, it is 100% worth it on the other side. Like I could tell you that in all of these years, I never looked back and thought, oh, I missed that job or, oh, did I do the right thing? Like I never felt that way. Uh, what I found, I'll talk about some of the challenges that I found. So, what happened with me, and I, I think most people will find this, is that when I left the corporate job, I was working like 60 hours a week. So I go into this side hustle and I'm able to make the same amount of money in like 20 hours a week. So I have like this, all this extra time, like for a while, I was like, what am I supposed to be doing here? Right? Um, it just, it was so weird to try to uh, you know, adjust to that, the scheduling and the timing and all of those things. But I did, I adjusted well, you know, and I found out, you know, when you have this corporate job and you're in that time structure, you're always saying things like, when I have more time, I'm going to do this. Or if I didn't have to do this, I would do this. Well, and then it occurred to me one day, like all those things I had been saying, I could do now because then I didn't have this and I did have that time. So I think it's, you know, when you go into that transition, you want to be really clear with your plan. Like, what am I going to do? Don't flounder. Don't waste that time. Have a plan. What are all the things I always wanted to do? How much grind do I need to do in order to get where I want so then I can just enjoy it? You know, really have that plan defined so that you can live your best life because no one wants to work forever, right? You've seen that, you know, we weren't born so we could pay our bills and die, right? Yep. Uh, and so no one wants to live like that. And, you know, people back in the day, uh, now I sound like a grandma, but back in the day, you know, people would work. And then they would retire when they were 65, right? And they would live on whatever that was. And back then, there were these big companies that offered these great retirements. So you could still go on to have a great life. It's different now. First of all, there there's no big, you know, uh, retirement fund. <laughs> you know, for some people, there may not be any in 10 years. Uh, but there's people retiring so much younger because they have this bigger vision, right? So like, as you make that transition, be thinking about that. How long do I want to do this? And at what age do I want to retire? And then make that your plan to do the hustle on this side of it and enjoy the rest. Because I can't tell you how many people I've seen who've like they live like paupers, saved all their money for retirement and they turn 65 and they retire. And what happens? They die. <laughs> like how many people do you know? I know a lot of people that that happened to. And it's like, wait, you missed your whole life because you were saving it and, then, and now you're gone. And so like those are the kind of things when you transition that I think are the most important things to be thinking about. Uh, you know, what what does it look like for you to retire? What does that financial portfolio look like? So you, not so you can get by, so you can live your best life. And then what is it gonna take on this side of that? And how are you gonna do it? And I think it's it's strategy really. It really is. And and it's your personal desire. 
Yeah, and I think on the strategy piece, another thing that that I've seen some people struggle with, and it, admittedly it was something that I struggled with in my early 20s and, and even early 30s a little bit, but you, you struggle with this concept of trying to keep up with the Joneses, and as your salary and income increases, so does your spending and your lifestyle. It just keeps going up and up. And what ends up happening is people end up getting locked into, well, I have to make 100000 a year or $150,000 a year. I can't go start my own business because I'm going to make nothing for a year, maybe, or maybe even longer. And and because that lifestyle just keeps it going up and up and up, it makes it increasingly difficult for them to save money. And so whenever I'm having conversations with some of the, the younger people that, that I work with, I'm like, hey, live below your means. I know you want to go get that new boat. I know you want that toy or that four-wheeler, whatever it is. Put that off for the time being. Save your money. Live below your means. Find your passion. Follow your passion. And then and then go do what you want to do. Some people are great at that. Others, not so much. But that is one thing that I see a lot of people struggle with as well. You know, that's so funny you said that because today on the She's Invincible podcast, I have a financial advisor who is, and it's all about investments, right? So we talk about this, but we talk about exactly what you're saying right here. And that is that uh, the more you make, the more you spend. So you're like, oh, now I can afford a better car. Oh, I got a bonus. Now I can have a bigger mortgage. And instead it should be now I should be investing it, right? Take that money and invest it. And mm -hmm. and then you'll, you'll have a stronger portfolio when you're ready to ditch the corporate uh you know structure and get out on your own and again like what how old do you want to be when you want to retire and what lifestyle do you want to live well and i think well so for me grew up with not much money and I was very focused on on materialistic things, like because I was I've always been really big into cars and into jet skis, just toys, things like that. Always computers, and always had m the latest and greatest. But once I started saving my money and realized the value of what I'll refer to as just freedom or financial freedom a lot of the stressors that i had in my career like oh my god i can't upset my boss i'll i'll lose my job there's there's decisions that we make and some of those are based in fear whereas now with my career and the things that i'm doing i make the right decisions based on what's right in my heart. I don't have a fear of being fired or or let go from making the wrong decision. For me it's about I'm very comfortable getting in trouble or getting my ass handed to me if I make the wrong decision, but I did it for the right reasons because in my heart, I knew that's what had to be done. I'm very comfortable with that. And, yeah. and if I lose my job, I lose my job. I don't, you know, that's, I don't want that to happen, but the, the, the freedom that comes along with that is it's difficult to describe until you get to that point. And there's so much 100%. value in it. Yes, I agree 100%. And it is freedom. That's why they call it financial freedom, because you are free from what binds you to, you know, having to worry about those things. Like, you know, you're free, you're not gonna not eat tomorrow if you lost your job, you know, like, and you want to be in that position, especially when you make a transition, yeah. it is a freedom that, you know, you, you definitely want to have on yep. your side. I agree. I okay. So any other entrepreneurial ventures that you're going to start working on in the near future? Hmm. 
Yeah, so um, I'm doing more coaching around podcasting. So I just started a new program. It's it's called Be Invincible 2.0, actually. And it's for, it's for the students that go through the program and launch their own podcast to take them to that expansion. Uh, so that, but other than that, no, I'm looking forward to traveling the world. You know, I've now I'm in a position where I don't have to live in a certain place and I can be on the road. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And just doing my classes and my podcasting from all over the world. I think so. that's I think that's something that a lot of people should strive for. And it comes with that financial freedom that we were just talking about. But if you can create some sort of income or living that does not tie you to a desk or an office, I mean, wow. That's something that we should all strive for. I have a good friend of mine that I've known for, for many years, we worked together in oil and gas, and now he does consulting work. And he and his family, they sold their home years ago, got a fifth wheel, and just started traveling all over the country. They ended up setting up shop in Alaska and spent their first winter there recently. But he lives this uh, almost nomadic lifestyle. And man, like at first, I was like, man, Jay, you are loony. What are you doing? But now I kind of admire him and thinking well that you know that might not be so bad but i think that's something that we should all aspire for to have that financial freedom and the freedom to just pick up and travel if that's what you so choose to do it's so true and you know just before 2020 before the pandemic uh i was um on a tv show and i was offered a show of my own and it was the end of february i mean like literally right before my podcast launched and it sounded like such a great deal it was like yeah you can come in the studio and you can record and then we can you know repurpose your recording we can put it on tv live and then repurpose it to your podcast and it sounded so great and then the pandemic shot us down and I was like oh I'm so glad I didn't say yes right but then in that time I realized that that wasn't really the model I wanted I do want to have a tv show but I don't want to be tied to a location so um this would have been in New Jersey and I'm like no 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 I want to live at the beach where it's warm and all of that so it ended up that that was one of the gifts that the pandemic gave me was to be able to stop me from doing something crazy <laughs> saying yes to something Something that I really didn't want to do. So, isn't it funny yeah, how life unwinds in certain ways? And at the time, it sounded like that's what you wanted to do. And then now, looking back, you come to realize that, oh man. And I would imagine that that was probably a little bit heartbreaking at first. Like, oh my God, I was so excited about this and now I can't do it. But to your point, now that you look back, you're like, well, actually, this is probably better. And, and I just, I think that a lot of times in life, people will get fixated on a problem in front of them or whatever challenge they're having to deal with and and lose sight of the fact that everything unfolds exactly as it should. This challenge that you're going through is teaching you a lesson that you need to learn to be a better you in the future. A hundred percent. I really feel like the universe has your back if you just trust the process. And, you know, when things happen and we end up in these places where we question, instead of saying, why me? Like, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And if you just turn that around, I think that we could really look at everything in a positive way and know, like, I don't understand it right now. Like, right now, I feel like I'm in Suckville. But, but at some point, I'm going to understand that and be grateful. And that 
that that did happen. That really did because now the, now I can go anywhere and do anything. And you know what it is too. It taught the these TV stations and these studios that you don't have to be face to face as well, right? Like they got to see a new side of how they could work and do business that could create more freedom for people too. And I feel like that's a big gift as well, because they were so into like, this is the only way and you have to do it this way. And now it's like, hey, anything goes, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I was actually last week, I was at a CIO uh, forum dinner. And the topic of, well, the primary topic of conversation was around how do you retain talent with the labor market the way it is today? Because post-pandemic, well, when the pandemic came in, it was just a, a train wreck. And now I think what we're seeing is the power dynamic has shifted from employer to employee. And now all of the, the employees in the labor market realize that they have choices and you can do jobs from almost anywhere. And you see people that, you know, maybe they go to work for a company in California, but they live in Dallas, for example. So you're not confined to one geographic region. And now, man, the, the, the numbers that have come in, that are coming through month after month, as far as people that are, that are quitting their jobs, we're over 4 million a month for the past four months now. And, and I realize I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but it, it's just, it's very interesting to see what's going on in the labor market. Now, at that dinner, we were talking through how do you retain talent? And it goes, it's completely changed how businesses think about talent retention. It's no longer just like, give this person a paycheck and, and order them to sit at their desk. You actually have to, build culture you have to build trust you have to make sure that your employees come to the table and know that they they have a place that they're heard that they have uh, something that they're passionate about and doing and so in any event whenever i think through what this pandemic has done it's been quite interesting in all sorts of verticals and areas of the country it is the truth, you know, and where where a lot of companies, you know, have don't have to pay for office space now because a lot of people are working from home, they still have to create that culture. And so that money is still being used, just redirected, right? You have to, you know, if you can't bring donuts in on Friday, now you've got to send your employees like something special to make them feel appreciated. Uh, and it's individual now, like there's just so many things that are different. But we do, you know, they are having to work harder with the culture for sure. Sure. It's mm -hmm. it's crazy um, what the challenges. But I also think it's amazing because, again, they're having to think a new thought uh, and they're have to do things differently. And it's really forced them. So for the ones who were kind of stuck in their ways, who didn't think there was a better way, like it forced them to go find the better way. Yep. And. I just love that. I love it. But I, I mean, it's still frustrating, you know, when you go into a restaurant and there's no staff well, yeah. or they're out of food, right? Like yeah. they don't have your favorite thing that you came for. <laughs> like that is so frustrating. But, you know, like we got to deal with it. it. It comes with its good and its bad, right? And yep. uh, we get, we you can't enjoy the good if you don't see a little bit of bad every now and then. Yep. Okay. Uh, 
I'm super pumped and excited. I want to hear more about the Be Invincible podcast school that you started up. Well, one, let's go into your podcast. What prompted you to start it? What are some of the big topics that you cover on your show? And then if you can take us through that and then the evolution of kind of merging and melding your passion of coaching and podcasting to create this new school. Can you talk us through yeah. that? Oh my gosh, yes. So, okay. So, uh, the whole story behind the podcast is I met a new friend who had a podcast and it, it drew me to her. And so we had a conversation and she said, oh, I'm going to start this program teaching how to do automated webinars. And I was like, oh, that would be so cool. I'd love to have an automated webinar. You know, in my mind, my not techie mind, I think I go to bed at night and everybody watches my video overnight and they click the button and I get, you know, all the sales. Yeah. Uh, and that's how this automated thing works. Sign me up. So I joined her course and uh, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I, and there was no secret. I told her I hate it. Uh, but I was committed. I was going to do it. But she knew I wanted a podcast. So uh, as much as we talked about how much I hated it, she said to me one day, hey, listen, the school that I went to to learn how to podcast is having a class. And I don't know when they're going to have another one. So I really think if you want to do it, you should do it. And I was like, yeah, but I'm here hating this, you know, <laughs> all day long. What do you mean? go start a podcast. And she said, listen, I really think this will help you. I think you should go do the podcast, go through that process, and then you'll come back and have more clarity. And this will be easier for you. It'll it'll just be more natural. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. And the teacher gave me permission. I'm grabbing that hall pass and I'm going to run. So, so I jumped out of the fire and into the frying pan. So I jumped out of this uh, webinar class into the podcast class, which I had zero uh, knowledge about other than I listen to podcasts and love them. Uh, but what I saw was that her podcast was doing what it was supposed to do. And that was to draw her target market and sell her program. She did it to me. Her podcast drew me to her. We had a conversation. She sold me her program and presto, it worked. So I thought, oh, this is so cool. I think I'll do this. So I jumped in, knew nothing, uh, was behind. I was swimming in the deep end. I drowned a few times. They, they threw me a life raft here and there. Um, and But I did it in 28 days. I went from day one didn't know anything to 28 days doing a launch. Oh my gosh. So I had no idea what I was going to podcast about, except that I knew it would be for women because uh, I worked with women for so many years and there was always this one common thread that women were always comparing themselves to other successful women. That was the problem. Uh, and so when they did that, they were coming up short. You know, they're they're comparing these highlight reels and you see these successful entrepreneurs and they're on the mountaintop and they're enjoying their success, but they're not talking about the journey. So as you're journeying and it's hard and you're ready to give up, you see these other people and think, what's wrong with me? She could do it. Why can't I do it? There must be something wrong with me. And so I saw this over and over and over again. So as I was working through this podcast process and like putting it together and what's the messaging and who is it for and what target market am I attracting? I realized like it needs to be for women um, where these entrepreneurs who have made it are going to go back and tell the truth. 
because we're not telling the truth. And this, Sean, is this is the hardest part is as a successful entrepreneur, we don't want to talk about the obstacles so much because that's not what brings success. Right. We know this. So we want to not stay in that place. But if we're going to make an impact and we're going to help other people, we have to tell the truth. We have to tell them because they're out there comparing. And if we can't get them to stop comparing, then we have to give them the truth to compare to. And that is what started it. And so I came up with the name She's Invincible because it's about never giving up. It's about, you know, and my brand is these pink boxing gloves, which like tells the whole story. Uh, you know, life is like boxing, right? There's, you know, you have a good year, you have a bad year, you have a horrible year, you have your best year ever. Uh, but every time, you know, the bell rings and you go back in and you give it your best shot, right? And and so I was kind of equating life to these rounds of boxing. Like you're going to go in and get your butt kicked. Somebody's going to have to scrape you off the floor. But then they're also going to have to peel you off the ceiling because that's what it looks like in real life. And that's what made me say, you know, she's invincible because it's not about winning. If it was about winning, it would be undefeated, right? It is about being invincible, never giving up, always getting back up, no matter how many times you get knocked down. And so what we do is we bring these fierce female entrepreneurs onto the show and we celebrate their success. We celebrate their mountaintop experience. We, I drill them. I mean, you, I know you've listened. You know, I, I am relentless. Oh, yeah. I, like you're gonna tell the truth and it's gonna hurt and we might both cry. But we're going to help these people if you want to be a part of this. And and for me, it's like a movement, right? It's like my way to like go back and tell the others. And so that's what we do. So we share their expert zone of genius. We give so much free information. I've had online schools contact me. They want to purchase my content because it's it's teachable, right? It is helping entrepreneurs around the world. So we give like huge value, things that you could put into place today and have best results tomorrow. But you can't leave my show until we have pulled back the curtain. And that's where we share the good, the bad and the ugly. And so each of our guests gets they get to select their own story. Uh, but it's, you know, we get one story from each category and you would not believe uh, some of the stories that we have shared that, you know, they are authentic. They And you can tell the more authentic they are, the more you can tell they really want to make a difference and they really want to help people. And so some of them sometimes hold back. But if you listen to me, I'm like, you're not holding back. <laughs> We're going to stay here <laughs> until you tell the truth. And that's what we do. So yeah. that's what it's about. And uh, I... I love to hear the feedback because people will say like, so-and-so, this, you know, this is the one that I connected with, or this one helped me so much, or I learned so much, or this one encouraged me when I was listening to this, I was in that same place and I was able to do what she said and I got back up. And so we celebrate these women and some great men, right? So we do have four men a year on the show, but we celebrate and we, we all get back up together and it, it is amazing. I like that. And one of the things that you just mentioned as far as receiving feedback from your listeners about messaging or topics of discussion that really resonated with them, that's something that I find to be very fulfilling and it kind of makes everything that I'm doing worth it. 
and you and I have talked. I'm not going to monetize this show. Every all the expenses, everything comes out straight out of my pocket, just because I want to genuinely help people out. Whenever I receive that feedback of "Hey, this is exactly what I needed. Thank you so much," it makes it all worthwhile. It it is so fulfilling, and I think it's why we do what we do. I agree. And you know, when you say that, it makes me think of the boy, the story of the boy walking on the beach, throwing the starfish back in the water. When the old man says, what are you doing? And he's throwing them back in. I'm saving the starfish. And he's like, you can't save them all. And he says, I saved that one. And that's what we're doing, Sean. That's what this is all about, is if we can save one person today and one or two tomorrow, just with a message, with encouragement, with knowledge that maybe they can't afford to pay for right now that they could get free from a podcast i think there's no better gift we can give to the world right now than to do this it is great work and every time you get that feedback i want you to think about you just threw that starfish back in the ocean and you saved that one and that's all that matters it is it is. Okay, so also I've had a number of people that come to me asking for guidance or thoughts on, hey, how do you start a podcast? I really want to talk about gaming or I want to talk about fishing or whatever they're, they're passionate about. They'll come to me and I created an episode a few weeks back called Just Starting a Podcast and I talked through some of my experiences I know you've got the, the school that kind of coaches people through and, and how to run through that. But what are some of the the big ticket items that you feel are most important? And then also, would you be willing to share some of the what you would consider failures in your journey of starting a podcast? Yeah. Gosh, I have to think about that. I don't feel like I had any failures. I know that sounds crazy, uh, but I'll think about that as I speak about the other things. So uh, first of all, let me say this. Uh, Podcasting, the world of podcasting has changed dramatically over the last two years. So when I launched my podcast, it was March 2nd, 2020. There were 850,000 podcasts out in the world. Okay, today, and and just this uh, last week, we launched a a group in our course, and um, there are 2.6 million in two years, Sean, from 850,000 to 2.6 million. So, like, grab the megaphone and tell the people that this is the place to be right you like if you're doing anything else uh you need to be doing this like think again um so i will i will start with that now um as far as some of the things that you do so first of all i would say messaging and branding is so big you know so many people like they'll start a podcast and they think that they're Branding needs to match their company, and that's not the truth. The truth in branding is that you need to select branding colors that create an emotion that you want people to feel when they fall onto your show. 
It's not your business branding. It's not your favorite color that lights you up. It is the color that creates the feeling and the emotion that you want to come over the people. So let's say, for example, if it's about like depression and anxiety, you might want to use like blue or yellow, which is like happy and peaceful, right? So there'd be like, so what do you want them to come over you? Like if it's love, then maybe red because that is like passion and love. So what's the feeling? I just spoke to someone. I hope, I think it's okay that I share this story. I'll keep it confidential. But uh, I spoke to someone the other day and she is working with uh, women who are coming out of divorce, right? So they're trying to like start this new life after divorce. And I'm like, so what are your brand colors? And she's like, well, red for love. And I'm like, how many people do you know who just came out of a divorce who are looking for love? Like, like look, you use black, right? They're looking to kill somebody. <laughs> but I mean, so, and she was like, oh my gosh, right? So like, that's just an example. Like they're running from her because she is portraying the opposite of what they're searching for. They want peace. They want comfort. They want tranquility. They want security. That doesn't come out of red. Red is the opposite of what they're running from because they're traumatized, they're scarred, they're hurt, they're in pain. Uh, and so that's just one example of like, what are you, how are you branding yourself? What do you want people to feel when they come upon you? Who are you attracting? Uh, the next thing is messaging. What are you talking about? What? Who are the people that you want? And what are you talking about? What is your message? What result do you want to give them? And why should they listen to you, right? So in your messaging, you want to be talking about, you know, what it is they're going to learn when they follow you. What is going to be their experience? Um, who they are, drawing them in, how you do that is through talking about topics that your target audience is interested in. So my question is, what are they Google searching in the search bar, right? Like when I see you, I think of like fitness and the gym and working out and like beast mode, like you're crazy. <laughs> I know I told you that, but I'm like, I see your stuff and all I can think of is hashtag beast mode, which is a compliment, right? Like it, it makes me want to go put on my workout clothes and go to the gym. Um, so it's, you know, what is that? And then why should they follow you, right? So what is your story? How can you help them? What makes you the person that can lead them on this journey? Uh, what makes you qualified to take them to a place? Uh, so those are the things and I think we get lost in that. Um, as far as topic, like I think the gaming ones are so fun. Well, they're going to tr attract other gamers, right? Um, I love the movie ones. Have you ever listened to any where they break down like movies? Uh -uh. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. There's a couple of them that are just a blast. And you just, you just laugh out loud. They're just funny. But, um, you know, there's people will podcast about everything because this world is so diverse that they want to learn so much. Like I could give you an example. I had four students, which is all I took for this first run of the school. And every one of them was different. One was about uh, parenting. One was about fundraisers and foundations, passion, purpose, those kinds of things. One is called Crushing Ecom, and this gal's a six and seven figure ecom store owner who coaches other people to uh, to you know launch and grow a store. And then the last one was. Uh, a woman who sells like intimate lingerie, like every one of them was different. And every one of them ranked on iTunes highest rated charts. 
That's so there's incredible. not one topic. The thing is, what are you interested in? Who are you trying to attract? And what is the conversation that's going to attract them? Yeah. Those are the answers. Those are the questions and the answers. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think one of the things that I've also shared with people, and, and maybe this is something that just I struggled with because I'm such a techie and, and well, I'll say perfectionist, that I, I waited and waited because I was trying to figure out how to get the audio right and the video right. And, and one of the things that I've come to realize is that stuff is like way down the list compared to making sure that your content and messaging is powerful, meaningful, and and it resonates with you. Because if it resonates with you, it allows you to kind of pour more of yourself into the conversation and people pick up on that. And people like-minded individuals that are looking for some sort of content around leadership development or how to progress in their career, if they stumble across somebody's show, or content and the messaging that they're delivering is powerful and meaningful and genuine, they're going to listen to it. If the audio quality is coming from your, your earbuds, they're, they're not really going to care as long as the messaging is on point. Listen, when I started listening to podcasts, I was listening to Rachel and Dave Hollis, and they were in their Mini Cooper on their iPhone. They were in their walk-in closet on the floor, sitting Indian style, hiding from their four kids. They were winging it, and they had top podcasts and were running multi-million dollar businesses, and they were drawing their target market because of what they were talking about. And like that is what matters now uh, don't get me wrong i like i love what you've got going on in your studio and all the tech and i'm expecting you're going to teach me about that at some point <laughs> but but and i think like once you're into it and you're doing it like of course you're gonna want to learn more and always be better but i just want to encourage people like don't wait this is where it's at this is hot seize the moment jump in because it doesn't take a lot. And you don't need a big investment. Mm -hmm. I'm like literally the equipment that I had my students buy was about a hundred bucks uh, to, to start like a ring light, a microphone. Um, and then you pay for your platform, whatever platform you hosted on, which is like 15 bucks a month. Like it doesn't cost a lot of money and, and really the people will listen to you no matter what. Exactly. And you know, one of the things that I touched on, everybody's got one of these. Yes. You can almost do it entirely from your cell phone. You just set it up on a little stand. You don't even really need a, a ring light if you just have a, a window with sunlight. Window. You do it on yeah. a sunny day. Yeah. And <laughs> and then you have your either your AirPods or the, the wired um, earbuds that, that come yeah. with the phone. Well, I guess Apple doesn't include them anymore. But yeah, it d there's not a significant upfront investment. You got to pay for your hosting, which is, you know, 10 10, 20 bucks a month, something like that. Yeah. But beyond yeah. that, it, it is really free. And technically, you could just throw it up on YouTube if you want and not even mm -hmm. have to pay for hosting. You don't get broadcast across the platforms. But it's the barrier to entry is so low. All it takes is for someone with enough passion and determination to just start. 
That's all it takes. And have a conversation. And I think, you know, what's really cool too as a podcast host is that you get to bring in these experts that you can learn from. So when you bring people in that know different things than you know, that are at a different level than you are, you get to ask them all the questions of everything that you ever wanted to learn. Talk about a free education. And then you're sharing. So you're learning and investing in yourself and then you're sharing it with the world and adding value. I mean, really, what else is there? Like, yep. it is the coolest thing. It, it is, is the coolest thing. That's one of the things that I've gotten the most excited about whenever I look back over the past year and a half of having this show. I started it with the intent of, hey, I want to help because I'm very passionate about leadership development. Yeah. I started with the intention of trying to help others progress through their career. I have a massive amount of respect for entrepreneurs. I've worked with many of them in in my career. And initially, the first 10 episodes or so, it was just me talking about certain topics. And then I brought on a good friend of mine who has his own consulting company in the leadership development realm. And we started talking about leadership. And then I started bringing in other friends that were entrepreneurs. And even people that I've known for more than a decade in bringing them on the show, I started learning even more. As I just started peeling back layers, it it was incredible. And so whenever I look at the growth that I've seen in myself, just by having these conversations, it's so motivating and inspiring. And I love the fact that you're pushing other people to get out there and create their own show and create their own content because they're going to learn and they're going to grow through the process as well. Oh, 100%. And you know, it's so cool because I can say to you, like these people that just launched in the top on Monday, they they didn't know anything. They didn't even know they wanted a podcast until we had a conversation, right? And and then they jumped into the program and they they learned everything they needed to know. They weren't good at it. They had never done it before. They weren't a natural at conversations or questions and they still ranked in the top. So, you know, so many people think, oh, I wouldn't be good at that or I don't know what to do or I've never done. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. It matters like, listen, are you willing to like head down, dig deep for 30 days and and really emerge into this next level of greatness for yourself? And you know, what's really cool is that, you know, each of them is working toward monetizing their own business. So we're teaching them, you know, the, the messaging and all of the marketing so that they can draw their target market and have those sales conversations and grow whatever their current business is. And so for anyone that's out there that has a business, even corporate businesses should be getting involved, if not podcasting, podcast guesting, because that's where the people are. All of this advertising has changed. Um, All, you know, paid ads have changed so much in pricing and also in targeting. You know, you pay a lot of money for an ad and there's no guarantee it's going to fall in front of your target market. Uh, But in podcasting, you can make sure that that happens. And it is such a great way to market your business, elevate yourself as an expert and really help give back to others. I just love it. I was on a coaching call today and one of the one of the entrepreneurs said that she was struggling because a lot of people that she was talking to couldn't afford her prices and she felt really bad and you know she felt like she should lower her price and I was like no 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 start a podcast and give them work with them for free 
until mm -hmm. they can take those things and put them into action and grow their income so they can afford to pay you to coach further. So, I mean, no matter how you look at this, Sean, it is the answer to so many questions. It is. It's about the long game, helping people out. And to your point that you just mentioned, for those people that maybe right now can't afford their services, if you start delivering free content to them that's value added and they grow and they learn and their business starts making a ton of money, who are they gonna go to? They're, They're gonna come back. to you for yeah. your formal program and think, hey, I'm getting this much value out of a free podcast. My goodness, what could I get if they came in and we had targeted discussions on how to grow my business or, or whatever the consulting business is? And yeah, it has to be about the long game as opposed to the instant gratification. And when you come at it with the sense of, hey, I genuinely want to help people, that's what happens. A hundred percent. There's no better way. Yeah. And, and when you build a podcast, you have the platform to do that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So how often do you have uh, cohorts or groups of people that go through the program? Is this like a once a month type thing? Once a quarter? How often do you do it? Yeah, so my plan is six times a year. So I have a new one that's starting the week of March 2nd, and okay. the, that group will launch on June 6th. Okay. Um, and then I'm not gonna do any until September. So I'm gonna take the summer off. I'm actually gonna hire coaches um, and bring a few coaches in um, on paid positions, and then we're gonna open it up to even more people. But right now for the first couple, I wanna just do myself so I can like refine, um, make any tweaks, you know, get suggestions and feedback, which I do through this amazing survey that I put together. Um, and so we'll have one more class that starts uh, May the week of May 2nd, and then September, the second week of September would be the next one. And then there'll be uh, probably two more in 2022, and then, then it'll be six a year ongoing. Okay, perfect. Now, how do people contact you? Yes, through my website, camilehman.com. Pretty simple. Everything I do is, is right there on that website. So you can find my podcast, the school, my coaching, all the things are there. One Perfect. Okay, so for all of you listening or watching, I will have links to that in the show notes below. So feel free to just click on that to get in touch with Cami and learn more about the incredible things that she is doing. Cami, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yes, one more thing. So I am starting this group called Pod Power Hour. And I it's for I think I mentioned this to you, Sean. Um, it's for podcasters and wannabes. So if you think, oh, maybe I do want to do a podcast, maybe come into this group and you can talk to some of the experts that are in the field doing it. But it's going to be one hour twice a month. And we are going to bring in lots of different experts. We're going to talk about all kinds of topics and you can submit your questions and come in and listen or you can join the group and listen to the replays. Uh, so, but we are going to be talking all things podcasts. Uh, you know, things are evolving all the time, right? And so like I'm teaching like basic uh, equipment, but you're teach, you have advanced knowledge. Like I, I so want you to come in and teach the techie stuff because people will want to move into that, right? Or they're people that are more techie that are interested in learning that. Uh, so we're going to be talking all things of how to do it, how to do it better, uh, keep our thumb on the evolving of it so that, you know, new tricks and things that maybe you're doing uh, that are working well, getting you great results. It's 
going to be all those things. So if you're a podcaster or you're want to be, you'll want to join the Pod Power Hour and that'll be up on my website as well. Perfect. Well, I am definitely going to be checking that out because I, yes. I lo love the opportunity to network with people and then sharing ideas, what works, what doesn't. I am all in. So I'm looking forward and to checking that out. that's a good point. That's a good point, too, because, uh, you know, I'm kind of promoting it also to podcasters as kind of a silent networking opportunity where there'll be other podcasters in the room and you you can check them out. And like if you like what they're doing and you like what they're saying and you check them out and you think they're a good fit, you can always reach out to them on your own. And, you know, it's like that silent dating service for podcasters. <laughs> Come in, get to meet them, go check them out, do your research on social media and then and decide if you want to, you know, have them as a guest and, and do a collaboration. So um, it'll be that as well. Uh, but that's like less less pressure. All right. Perfect. Cami, thank you so much. This has been extremely educational. Uh, I love your energy. It gives me I just I get so excited every time we have a conversation. So thank you for everything that you do and the energy that you bring to these conversations. I'm looking forward to staying in touch. Oh, Sean, thank you. It has been such a joy. And again, I love, love, love the way of the wolf. And I just want to tell you that um, I just have loved your episodes. I especially, uh, your one, the one guy, Terry, and the, you know, his automobile shop and all of that, the automotive store. And then this, this most recent one, and I don't know his name, but I just saw the clip that you posted today. And I was just like, oh Justin. my gosh. Yes, Justin. Yes. And the, whatever that clip you just posted today. And I was like, oh, Justin, uh, what a story. What a story. People need to hear that. And uh, that is amazing. So thank you for what you're doing in this podcast world, in the way of the wolf. I absolutely love it. And just keep keep doing it. Keep thank going. You. Thank you so much, Cammie. Okay, so for all of you listeners, if you got value out of the show today, please like and subscribe and share it. Let's try and see if we can get Cammie some more listeners as well to her show. Her show is phenomenal. I love the content. She's got some incredible guests that come on, so please check it out. I will have links in all the show notes and down below the video on YouTube. Thank you so much, and y'all have a good one. <laughs>